Hello and welcome to the NFL Nerd. I am your host, aka the NFL Nerd, Alden Whitlow. And I just got this new podcast set up, so I am actually, this is my first podcast, and it'll be fun to create. I'm going to start with something that is coming up in one day, the NFL Draft. And I'm going to make my own mock draft. I've made several variations of this mock draft, so if you hear me say that I've changed this pick over time, it means I had different people. I will usually tell you who I had there. A bit about me, if you want to know, I am 13. This is my first podcast I've ever created, as I have tried one with my brother that didn't turn out as well. So you will maybe hear him on this show every now and then. And I'm a big fan of NFL and have definitely gotten bigger over the last two years than I when I first got into it back in 2013, 2014. But I have, and I'm also not that big of a college fan, so this might not be the best mock draft I've ever seen. I'm also using stuff that I found from other websites. So, um, one credit that I would say is very due is to The Ringer, which I'm using, which I actually agree with a lot of their mock draft. I just found them yesterday, and I'm getting a lot of stats from them, so if my stats seem wrong or a copy off of The Ringers, that's fine. I'm sorry, but I'm just very ready to explain my mock draft and why I think where everyone will go. So, if people are ready to start off, I like to start off with the first pick in the draft. And I think everyone knows who this is going to be, and everyone would be very surprised if this isn't Trevor Lawrence. As Trevor Lawrence is obviously the best player in the draft, and not only will this help out the Jaguars, but this could also help out DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, and Marvin Jones, because they are all receivers that just need a good QB. As, yes... Marvin Jones has played for Matthew Stafford, but he literally, I would not call Matthew Stafford one of those elite QBs. He might have been in the upper top 10 at points in his career, but especially last year and the year before, he is not that good of a player. So Marvin Jones going, oh, sorry, I'm sorry to the Lions fans that think Matthew Stafford is good. I'm sorry to the Rams fans who now think that they got a good trade with Matthew Stafford, but I am not on a Matthew Stafford train like, whoa, he is one of the elite QBs in the NFL. But Marvin Jones and DJ Chark, I think he is a great player that has so much potential. He has so good release, and he can just run the routes perfectly. But he's had Gardner Minshew, Blake Bortles, and even the time that Blake Bortles led that team to the playoffs, it was their defense and people that have led it. And LaVisca Chenault, first year, I am a big Gardner Minshew fan, but he is not the guy that LaVisca Chenault needed there. I think Gardner Minshew's career is over, but I'm sort of glad that a sixth or fifth round pick, I totally forget which, got to play in the NFL and start for an entire season, and they won a game that season. They won the first game and then lost the rest. But yes, Trevor Lawrence, just such a good player. The only thing that I would take away from him is he can take hits, which is not the best thing that I've ever seen because he can get hurt, which I'm not sure that anyone wants him to get hurt as they saw Joe Burrow get hurt, who was looking great, and then he did terrible. 
and then no and then he didn't do terrible but he got hurt and that was just something that everyone was so sad seeing especially because he was on his way to rookie of the year that year and he is just great all around some people compared him to Andrew Luck Peyton Manning John Elway he's just the best person since whoever you want to see say and he's got a lot of potential in this league no one really hopes that he's a bust but the Jaguars would like to build a team around him so maybe they can do some good around the 25th pick let's move over to the Jets and with this pick if I'm the Jets I'm taking Justin Fields Justin Fields showed so much great on his pro day. He beat Trevor Lawrence. He didn't have that big of a season in 2021 because he didn't get to play that much. But Justin Fields is a better player than Zach Wilson, in my opinion. But the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson. And Zach will, and that is fine because Zach Wilson is good. People can, he's not, he's a pretty balanced QB. And even his accuracy isn't that good I would call him basically the most balanced player that I've seen in a while and I'd call him like playmaking that is what he can go at. he's good at leading a team I don't think he will help the Jets out this year I'm sorry Jets fans but I don't think that you have found the QB of the future that you are looking for and he is a good playmaker and he only threw three picks in 2020 but I just don't see Zach Wilson being the Jets QB of the future as I think he'll turn out more like Sam Darnold and I talked about Justin Fields earlier and I'd like to move back to him because I have him at the 49ers pick and this pick is so questionable this is the pick of the draft who will be taken here Justin Fields Mac Jones or Trey Lance and I've never had Trey Lance in this pick I don't think he'd do well at this I think he could do well at this pick actually but I don't think he's gonna be taken at this pick I'd be very surprised if he was taken at this pick and the reason of that is because he is a good player but he needs to develop and Jimmy Garoppolo could help him develop but Justin Fields is just so much better and Mac Jones, we know him for his accuracy, there's been a lot of talk, but one of the things that has persuaded me is that I heard about that time that Alex Smith was there at the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have Alex Smith, they're like, okay, we got the 15th, 10th, 5th pick, like, who should we take this on? Patrick Mahomes is on the board, but so were, like, QBs that were just a lot like Alex Smith like Mac Jones, who people are calling Matt Ryans, Alex Smith. Some people could even call him Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, just players that don't have as much of a skill set except for their accuracy. I mean, he can run a bit more. I'd call him a bit of a more running, definitely not the GOAT. He is not the GOAT Tom Brady. And th- this doesn't mean that I'm a Tom Brady fan, but I am... I will respect Tom Brady for how good he is. Now, Mac Jones, like, if I'm the 49ers, I take the playmaker, just like how the Chiefs took Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has excelled. The game is changing, and Justin Fields is the guy to change. So, Justin Fields going to the 49ers is my pick. The people have Kyle Pitts at this pick, a Pitts and Kittle. 
That is the silliest thing I've ever heard. They did not trade up for Kyle Pitts. Like, it could be fun to trade up for Kyle Pitts, but they traded up to get the QB of their future. I know they could mess with us and take Kyle Pitts, but I think that would be the stupidest move that you could take ever in a draft. And I think he would just bust on the 49ers because he is not getting that starting role that he deserves. And I just talked about Kyle Pitts, so let's lead into the Falcons. Kyle Pitts. This could be taken a QB which would be a trade, in my opinion, because they just restructured Matt Ryan's contract. I think that they could take a QB next year, and I would be happy with Trey Lance because he could learn behind Matt Ryan, learn the ropes. I keep on talking about this because I think that Trey Lance can become good, but I would like him to play behind a good QB, learn the ropes, and then he could be the best QB out of this draft, even better than Trevor Lawrence. While I think that every other QB in this draft can come out and play great at the start, I just don't think they will live up to Trey Lance's potential, especially if he plays behind a QB or competes for a role of a QB where he has to play the best that he can. But Kyle Pitts is the pick here just because he plays like a wide receiver. And I don't care that tight end offense is really not the Falcons need unless they're taking offensive linemen. They should totally be trading back and taking a defensive player, like trading with the Broncos and taking Patrick Sertan, or trading back with the Patriots and just getting a ton of draft picks if they want to start rebuilding. But Kyle Pitts got to be the pick here if they aren't trading back, and I don't see why they trade back if Kyle Pitts is here. And he just, I call him a Darren Waller, but like an even better version of Darren Waller because he has that athleticism, that versatile I do hope that he's getting the targets, but it'll also be good for him to not get every target because then he can also learn and become one of the best tight ends in the league. He can be the next Tony Gonzalez. The Falcons can utilize Kyle Pitts the way he needs them to do, and if I'm the Falcons, I don't know why I'm not taking Kyle Pitts. And, like, Kyle Pitts' numbers, he only played, what, eight games last season and he had and he averaged um seven almost 18 yards per reception and 12 touchdowns like that is phenomenal he's a rare versatility and he is just a wide receiver that is a tight end position too and I know they traded for Hayden Hurst but you can have two tight ends and that I think for anyone that's saying that Hayden Hurst, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley are there, first of all, Kyle Pitts is not playing the wide receiver position. And then he'll play that tight end position with Hayden Hurst. So you can have more than one tight end, and you can play a two tight end, two wide receiver, one running back, one QB, and that is the correct amount of people on the field with the five offensive linemen too. So Kyle Pitts by the Falcons. Next pick, Bengals. I have been going back and forth with this pick. And I read a lot of mock drafts, and they have been going back and forth too. But the last two that I've read have made it clear who they want here. Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase and Panay Sewell would be the two picks, especially if Kyle Pitts is taken with that fourth pick. If Kyle Pitts isn't taken with that fourth pick, and he's not taken in those top four, then I think they should, and they would take Kyle Pitts. But with Jamar Chase and Panay Sewell being the two that they could take here, they take Jamar Chase. They should take Panay Sewell, especially they should be worried after Joe Burrow's injury 
and they want to stop less people coming. Now, I know you don't need to be that worried, be, but their offensive line is not that good. And their wide receiver, they still have Tyler Boyd. And John Ross, if you really want to add him, him there. And T. Higgins. And that's three wide receivers. You really only need two. So Jamar Chase, I'm not sure if... Would he even get that starting role, or would he get that second role? And I know it would be good for him to play that. And some people have called him Michael Thomas, which seems fine. And he is good. But I just wouldn't call wouldn't say that that is the pick here. And I would rather have them take Panay Sewell. And... But Jamar Chase is a good player. And anyone that has Smith or Waddle ahead of him as the best wide receiver is crazy. And my rankings for those three wide receivers have changed over the time. I used to have Waddle as the top one, actually. I've never had Smith as the top one. I've always had him as the third one. And that he's really close to Waddle. And you'll see when I talk about them later. But Jamar Chase is definitely the best one I'm seeing now. And his phenomenal... 2019 games were great. He opted out of the 2020 season. I hope that he would have played a monster game there because what I'm really worried about is these people that have opted out. While they might have still played football, I'm just worried about them not being ready for a professional football game at this level. But Jamar Chase, I think he's ready. And I think that he can play well and the way that the Bengals want to play him. And just, he'll be there for them. And he can catch those passes. He had over 1,700 yards in those 14 games that he played in 2019. That was with Joe Burrow. And he gets to play with Joe Burrow again. Like, this is just a great connection, and this leads right into the Dolphins pick, who have just missed out on Jamar Chase. Now, here's the thing that I like to say about the Jamar chase Panay Sewell argument. I literally, two hours before this, had Panay Sewell here. And I changed it to Jamar Chase here, but this changes my entire draft a lot, because Jamar Chase I had taken was the sixth pick. So, Jalen Waddle's taken here. I have Devontae Smith over Jalen Waddle. And the injury problems should not be a thing. The thing that I'm worried about... I'm not worried about anything, actually. I'm just thinking that Devontae Smith is just such a better player, in my opinion. Like, I don't see why you don't take Devontae Smith here. He got... He played amazing last year. And I know he's small, but he's the best hands that... I've literally ever seen in college. Like, I haven't watched many college games. But when I watched him, like, those hands were amazing. And and people have called him about a Calvin Ridley. Yes, that is exactly who he is. Um, My brother is a big Falcons fan. And he would love to see them take in Devontae Smith. Just that three Falcons lineup. That would be amazing. And Devontae Smith is just, I think he is the guy that is better. But Jalen Waddle is the speed guy. And we saw the speed guy go off the board at the start of the 2020 draft. And that was Henry Ruggs. And we all saw how that played out, as Henry Ruggs was definitely nowhere near the best wide receiver of that class. And that was a pretty stacked class. 
and he wasn't probably even in the top seven and he was the first one taken that's not good so Jalen Waddle has the speed but he also has the athleticism and he is also small just like Devontae Smith but he can also do what Devontae Smith can do and I know he didn't play as much last season because of the ankle injury, but he's still there. And he can play that role that the Dolphins will need him to play in the slot, especially because they have Will Fuller and Devontae Parker. It'd be hard to do Devontae Smith and Devontae Parker anyway, so like you might not want that. You're like, Devontae, here, catch the ball. Yeah, no, that's not that. But, um, and Tua has a good relationship with Waddle. I think, just like the Bengals, Waddle and Tua will be great, and Jamar and Burrow will be great. And that is not what people are going for with the draft. But they take Jamar, and then Waddle's dropping to them, and they're like, fine, we'll take Waddle. And that is still the same amount that we needed from Jamar Chase because of this connection. And this will be a stacked offense with an already great defense. I would worry about their running game with Miles Gaskin. They could take a running back later in this draft because they have the 18th pick too, which is their own pick because they had the 6th pick from from technically um, Eagles which because they, they traded back for San Francisco, which they had the 3rd pick from Houston. It's... It, Technically, it's very confusing if you say it out, but it's very simple when you think about it in your head. But Jalen Waddle should be the pick here, and Devontae Smith would be nice, but I think Jalen Waddle would play that slot role for them in a nice spot. And he could get the speed off the line, and then he could also cut back in, come in for the ball, two can throw that to him. And if they want two to be great, they got to continue with this great wide receiver core. So moving on to the seventh pick, it's Devontae Smith. So yes, I have three wide receivers off the board three times. And when I had Panay Sewell at that fifth pick, I had Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, and then Devontae Smith falling. A lot of people have Devontae Smith falling, but I have Devontae Smith being taken at this seventh pick by the Lions. There's been a lot of talk about trading down, or even if Justin Fields is here, taking him or even Trey Lance or Mac Jones and I don't see a team trading up especially the Broncos like why would the Broncos trade up two picks I could see the Patriots trading up to the seventh pick but I don't see them trading up for Trey Lance or Mac Jones that's just not a trade that I see Patriots making if Justin Fields was still there that's that's a pick that I see oh they're there he's there he is one of our top guys in this class. Let's go out and take him. So, but yeah, they take Devontae Smith, Heisman winner. Definitely should have been taken with that sixth pick. But I think most NFL teams have Jalen Waddle a little bit higher. So Devontae Smith is the one taken here. And there's I already talked about him a lot. There's not, not much else I could say. And it's not like he also had who I would call the best QB in the world. Like, sure, Mac Jones was accurate, but he was also, he also played with Devontae Smith, who had good hands. And he is also quick, just like, and I think that, just like Jalen Waddle, I think he could play 
And he has technique. I think he is also like the wide receiver version of Zach Wilson, which is pretty funny to say because they did nothing alike in that. But I think he could definitely help out um, Jared Goff. And they don't have a wide receiver, really. So I don't know why they trade down to that 15th. I could I could see the ninth pick, but not the fifteenth pick, when they know they will get the when they know that there is a very good chance that they will not have an elite wide receiver there, as elite of a wide receiver as those top three, and they will probably have to take Elijah Moore, Rondale Moore, or Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman is my top one after those three, if people are wondering. He's just a much better player, and I know there are a lot of talk about these SEC players, but Rashad Bateman is better than all of them. And also, if people want to talk about why Jalen Waller, Devontae Smith are better than Jamar Chase, and the reason is that Alabama wide receivers are better, that is a silly reason because it does not matter what college you go to. The college can help you out, but once you get to NFL – like, college doesn't matter. Why would that matter? What college you went to? It matters if the college made you good while you were in college. But the college is not going to make you good while you were in the NFL unless you stay close to the coach in college. Which is a thing, but I don't see it happening. So, next one, eight. Panthers are so happy because Panay Sewell has fallen to them. And they would have been fine with Rashawn Slater, too. But they... Want to take an offensive tackle here. Took all defensive players last year. They now got Sam Darnold, so I don't see them taking a QB. They got CMC. No reason to take a running back. And they still got all those wide receivers with Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. I know Chris Samuel left, but they're not going to take a wide receiver, especially if those three are already off the board. There's no reason to. They can get a second or a third round wide receiver. So, Panay Sewell is the pick here. And he's still there. Why would you take someone else? So, Panay said, well, I am not an offensive line guy. I more judge offensive line as an overall. And if anything, I would just say that Panay said, is big. He looks perfect for the role. And Panthers need help on the offensive line. And that is really all I'm going to say because... The offensive line is not something that I pay attention to, like I just said. So, and it says right here as I'm looking at the stats, in 2019, uh, he had 14 games, 13 starts, and I think that says zero sacks. So, I don't really know what those numbers mean all that well, but I'm guessing those are good because sacks are bad. So, we'll see if... So, sorry, maybe I'll bring someone on to the show once that has a bit more knowledge about the offensive line, why they help. But I'm really looking at the offensive line, like how they will help the entire offense or just the offensive line in particular. At this ninth pick, there have been a lot of ones, but especially by this ringer mock draft, which I'm looking at and I'm just seeing, whoa, there are a lot of similarities to my mock draft. If you want to check them out, they're the ringer mock draft by Danny Kelly. I bet a lot of you know who they are. But, like, I'm just blown away by this entire website, which I checked out today. And it just is making me so happy. <laughs> Sorry. But um, Trey Lance is the pick here. I know I said that I want him to but to um, be behind a good QB. And Drew Locke is not that guy. But it's also not my decision. Like, the Broncos have Trey Lance waiting for them at that ninth pick. If Trey Lance was gone with Justin Fields, they're not going to take Mac Jones here. 
they'll probably take someone like Patrick Sertan or Micah Parsons. But Trey Lance, the pick here, he didn't throw any interceptions in 2019. He only played one game in 2020. And that is one of the big reasons why I think, oh, let's play him behind a good QB. I might even have him in front of Zach Wilson, but Trey Lance, again, I think he can be good. And I think it'll take him a while on the Broncos to reach his full potential. And I don't see the Broncos as an actual candidate to take Trey Lance. Some people have called him like Josh Allen, which I can sort of see. But I don't see him as a QB that is going to turn out like how Josh Allen played last year. By the way, I loved how Josh Allen played. I had him on my fantasy team. I play fantasy football, so if fantasy football ever comes in here, then that might be a reason why. But yeah, I'm just excited for Trey Lance. I think that he won't lead the Broncos anywhere. If Broncos go anywhere, it'll be because of their defense. Like their running game is not even that good, and they don't. And their best pass catcher is Cortland Sutton injuries, and Jerry Judy. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, he did great last year." No, not for the pick that he was taken at. Definitely not, and definitely not for this elite class. Jerry Judy did not do good last year. Why are you saying that? Trey Lance, I don't think this offense is good. Noah Fant is meh. I like Noah Fant, but no, just no. So their defense would be the lead, but I think they're the worst team in that conference. And I know I'm a Chiefs fan, but everyone knows that the Chiefs are the best in that conference. But he does look better than Mac Jones for definitely, and maybe Zach Wilson. So if we go to the next pick, it is the Cowboys, who take Patrick Sertan. And I have no question about this pick. I'm sorry, but if he falls to them, which I think there is no question of, He's the best defensive player in this class, and he should be taken here. And if he's not taken here, I don't know why he wouldn't be. Like, this is a cornerback. You need defense. You need secondary. Like, the Cowboys have one of the worst defenses in the league, and that is not because they're linebacker. They might need some help on the defensive line, but Patrick Sertan is the— there is no really good defensive lineman that I would take with this 10th pick. So Patrick Sertan is the pick at number 10. And he is, he had 38 tackles back in 2020, only one interceptions, but he's just so good. And he can do the coverage, he has the footwork, and he's good at man to man. I'm not a defensive guy, let's be clear, but I can talk about defense. And he looks like he could be an elite cornerback one day and I and no matter where he goes I would think that he's already the top runner for defensive player of the year I got Trevor Lawrence Patrick Sertan those are my two Micah Parsons could beat him to it who I have going just in a bit but Patrick Sertan is the guy there like if you're not taking Patrick Sertan you've got a problem if you got JC Horn you got Caleb Farley ahead of him you got a problem because Patrick Sertan and I know I said like oh um team doesn't matter and it doesn't but Alabama shaped Patrick Sertan into the player that he is and I really like how he is and he is the son of the patch of Patrick Sertan senior 
and he played in 11 years and was a three-time pro bowler and I just think he'll help whatever secondary you need and there are a lot of secondaries out here that need him but Cowboys will get the first shot at him I mean Broncos will also get a good shot at him but I think they need Trey Lance but Patrick Sertan just the guy there okay so let's get to the Giants who what um the day before this I had taken Quiddy Pay. And this defensive line problem is so hard. Like, you just don't know who's the best defensive lineman because there aren't really any good ones until the until the twenties, maybe even late twenties. Like these guys will be taken in these tens, teens, and they won't play like that. They'll play more like twenties or even second rounders. And I quitty pay here. But now that Panay Sewell has taken with that eighth pick. Rashawn Slater is being able to take with him. And the people that have Rashawn Slater over Panay Sewell, I don't blame him. He he was able to stop people like Chase Young back there. And the, the Giants need a new guy because Andrew Thomas didn't play all that well. And they'd like someone on the other side of the line. So I got Rashawn Slater right here. He's a big guy. He's smaller than, I mean, he is smaller than Panay Sewell, but I still think that he has the footwork and the quickness that would just be nice. And he started every game back in 2019, never allowed a sack. And I'm, again, not a big offensive line person, but I think that the, the Giants' offensive line needs help. So take. Rashawn Slater if he has fallen to this 11th pick. Eagles, Micah Parsons. This means that a wide receiver hasn't fallen to them, and that is the reason that they are taking Micah Parsons, because the wide receiver hasn't fallen to them. If a wide receiver didn't fall to them, then they know that they just traded out of that of, out of a spot. They had a spot where they could have gotten the best wide receiver, maybe. But they don't have that spot anymore. So they have to rely on a wide receiver falling to them. And if a wide receiver doesn't fall to them, they got Horn, Sertan, Parsons, Awusu, Koromoa, who some people have higher. I don't see that. But yeah, Micah Parsons taken with this 12th pick. He's just a good player who can who can play, which is nice. And he is a versatile like he can pass rush he can stop the run he got over 100 tackles last season and just like Kyle Pitts I just see him as like especially okay let's say you play Madden and you want a user at that middle linebacker spot Patrick Queen was one of the guys last year that you'd use her this year it's Micah Parsons he has the versatility to run around the field and he basically just like Isaiah Simmons and Patrick Queen could also be called a safety but use him at the linebacker position of course and he can get the pass rush she can also get the run stop and then he can also run around and I just don't see how Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa is a better player here as Micah Parsons is one of my favorite players in this draft on the defensive side and I have high hopes for him during this season definitely a defensive player of the year and I think that he can lead a defense to the playoffs 
I would not call the Eagles a playoff team, though. I'm sorry. But, like, I would call them one of the worst teams, and this is not Micah Parsons' fault. And I think he will play good on them. But it's just, and I, this is not Jalen Hurts' fault. They just, especially if they aren't getting a wide receiver with this pick, they have not many people good on this team. Like, even the people that are Miles Sanders fans, yeah, sure, he's okay, but I would not call him an elite running back. Like, he's definitely out of the top 10, maybe even out of the top 15. So, sorry, Eagles fans, but I got your team as maybe even getting the first overall pick next year. And you have two picks next year. So, that's pretty nice. But I got the Dolphins doing good, so sorry. <laughs> um, so, let's move over to the next pick. Christian Derisaw, taken by the Chargers. And the Chargers should stick with this pick. And I had them taken wide receiver for a bit. as Dev- I had Michael Parsons taken by the Eagles and then Devontae Smith falling to them. I don't have that anymore. I don't see how that happens anymore. I don't see how a wide receiver falls to them. I don't see why they would take a wide receiver anymore as their offensive line needs work. And again, I will say this again. I am not an offensive lineman, guys. So Christian Derrissaw is just going to help their offensive line. Um, he started all games that he played last year. And I'm just going to say that this offensive line will just help out Justin Herbert, which is what I'd like to see the Bengals do too. And if Panay Sewell falls to Dolphins, it could be also smart to do that. Like, protecting these young QBs is always a good priority, just so that they get the time in the pocket to, like, see the play, make a play, and do what they can do. This is a good Chargers team that I think has chance to make the playoffs. I don't have them making the playoffs at this moment. Sorry, I'm a really early predictor, especially for stuff that I like, like the NFL. Like, I made a mock draft back in October, so... <laughs> yeah, but I'm definitely ready for um, Christian Derrissaw to go to Chargers. I see him going to the Chargers. I'm almost certain of this pick as, it, as it's coming closer. So, yeah, tomorrow... Chargers taking Christian Derrissaw. Also, I would like to tell you, I am saying tomorrow because I'm releasing this on Wednesday, and you're probably hearing this on Wednesday. But the thing is that I'm recording this on Monday. So, I'd like to make it clear that if a trade happens between Monday and Wednesday, which I should probably look up if any trade has happened since then, then... I don't have that in my brain. So this is a Monday thing. But I'm saying tomorrow just to make sure that you guys know that it is tomorrow instead of saying three days from now. Because then you'd be like, oh, I, sh- I could wait till Saturday. Or that I don't sound stupid when it's released. So I do. I, I am probably sounding stupid right now, especially if there is a trade that happens. But I can't predict the future. I don't have ESP. So yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this leads to another offensive lineman that I have taken, Elijah Vera Tucker. Kristen Derrissaw, Elijah Vera Tucker, they could be flip-flop. They're both looking good, and again, don't have much to say. I used to have Trevor Mooring at this pick. We actually almost had taken out the entire draft this year, um, this year, but and I used to have him high, but um, Elijah Vera Tucker, he's a good player, and just at USC... Again, he has the athleticism, sort of like Rashawn Slater, but even more of it. And he's big. I 
see him helping this offensive line. I think the even though you have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, this team is also transitioning to an offensive team, but use your running game because you have Dalvin Cook, who I would call the best running back in football. And after the draft, I will come out with like something like reviewing the draft, but I will also, because it is not close to the NFL season yet, free agency is over. By the way, if you guys are wondering about my thoughts on free agency, I can release that too. But there was also not many moves in free agencies that were all that fun as compared to some other free agencies. And there are some people that are still out there, but not big guys like Jadavion Clowney, like last free agency. So it just wasn't that big of free agency. But I think that they should focus on the running game, and Elijah Vera Tucker can help them with that. And I am right now looking at who the ringer has, because I'm not sure if I remember. Oh, they have them trading back. And then taking Jalen Phillips, which I can see, but they got Jalen Phillips at the first guy off the board. I got, I don't even know who I have. I might only have one guy taken off the board early. Oh, wait, no, I know who I have. I'll tell you guys later. But, okay, but let's move on to the 15th pick because this is a big one. And I know you guys are waiting to hear this name because you're pretty surprised that this guy has fallen. Mac Jones. And the one, the article that I'm reading right now with the ringer they got um mac jones they got the patriots trading up the 10th pick for mac jones do they think that the giants i mean the eagles maybe but i don't actually see these teams taking (laughs) mac jones so mac jones falling to the patriots is a dream scenario for the patriots and i see it happening especially if he is not taken with that third pick Especially because if he is taken with that third pick, Justin Fields is going to be taken with that sixth or fourth, with that seventh, sixth, fourth, eighth pick, ninth pick. And I don't see a QB falling to them if Mac Jones isn't taken with that third or ninth or seventh pick. So Mac Jones falls to them. He is not Tom Brady. I'm going to make that clear. If people have compared him to Tom Brady, and he's a lot like him, he does have more speed. But even if he goes to the Patriots, he is not the next Tom Brady in any way. Tom Brady is much better. Tom Brady was also taken in the 6th or 5th round. So, yeah, no. (laughs) So, Mac Jones is a good player. And his accuracy is good. What I am worried about is, if he plays on that Patriots team, yeah, sure, they signed people like Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. But that's not elite wide receivers like Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell. So hopefully Mac Jones can adjust to less elite wide receivers. And I'm a bit, while his accuracy is good, I'm a bit worried about some of his accuracy also having to do with the good hands of Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith. But I still like this overall. And him falling to the Patriots, another like like I said, Bill Belichick will be happy about this. And I'm not a Bill Belichick fan. I'm not even a Patriots fan. Not at all. But him taken by the Patriots would also be a good scenario for Mac Jones. I just think this is a win-win. Even if they trade up for him, it's a win. But the Patriots, I think they should go for a more athletic guy. I think they could change up their style. He can also play behind Cam Newton for a year and then go. 
But yeah, Patriots should take a QB in this draft. I don't see why they don't. And Mac Jones should be the guy if Justin if they don't trade up for Justin Fields or Trey Lance. So, and there is a chance that they stay at this 15th pick and no one falls to them. So that is another scenario. But let's move on to the 16th pick with um the Cardinals taking J.C. Horn, who actually a lot of picks have here. And Patrick Sertan's the first guy. J.C. Horn should be the second. And they aren't that far apart. And J.C. Horn is a good player at six foot one and 200 pounds. I wouldn't say that I necessarily have seen anyone like him. And he only played seven games last season. But of the games that he played, he did good. And he is able to get the jump. While the wide receivers have the release, he also has the release. So they release off the line. And he releases with them. He will run with them the entire way. He can also zone. And he has the long arms. He's the son of NFL receiver Joe Horn, who I actually don't know. But he only had... He only let up 116 yards from 24 targets in 7 games. So, he's just a good player overall. I don't think he's better than Patrick Sertan. But I do like him, so I'd watch out for him, definitely. Especially on this great Cardinals team. And he'd sort of be replacing Patrick Peterson in that role. Like, I know Pat. I'm not even sure. Is Patrick Peterson still on the Cardinals? Let me look that up. Cardinals. And, whoa, okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, I got to that website. But, yeah, he'll be replacing Patrick Peterson when he leaves or if he's already left and... I just like J.C. Horn here. Uh, at the 17th pick, there are two guys that I had here. Micah Parsons and Jeremiah Wosukoromoa. Because those because they should take an inside linebacker. And if they're somehow both gone by then, they're in a bit of trouble. But, <laughs> yeah. Raiders taking Jeremiah Wosukoromoa. And that is the pick there. And that should be the pick there. Because he is speedy and he is a lot like Micah Parsons but Micah Parsons is better and he is just more speedy and but he can also but he just also has this stamina that like is great and he can also get those sacks from the edge and he can play inside or outside whatever position he needs to play and I just think that he is the guy that you need to take at this 17th pick with the Raiders, as the Raiders don't have the most complete team I've ever seen, and I'd like them to take an offensive weapon. But the, but and Rashad Bateman would be good, but no one has them take an offensive weapon. As I think their defense will be meh next year. Again, don't think the Raiders are a good team. So sorry for Raiders fans out there, and sorry for people that I'm just crushing their hopes and dreams right now. Yeah, I'm sorry for dissing all your teams, but it's something that I'm going to do during this podcast. So, sorry if you like these teams. But, yeah, like, I'm looking at people calling Jeremiah Wosukoromara. Someone like Jamal Adams. And I'll just talk about this again. Just like last year, there was Patrick Queen and Isaiah Simmons, two linebackers who could also play the safety role. Now there's Jeremiah Wosukoromoa and... Micah Parsons. They're both great players who can play that safety position too if they need to. So I think that this is just a good pick around 
for the Raiders. Hopefully, he does do good like Patrick Queen instead of doing meh. And hopefully, the Raiders will know how to use him. And that could lead them to a playoff run again. So, let's let's just go on to the next pick with the Dolphins getting their actual pick. Quiddy Pay. And this is, again, so hard. It could be Rousseau. It could be Pay. It could be, hmm, who else? Like, Barmore, I guess you could say that. And move him to the edge. Azzy, Oljulari, um... Jason Oway. Yeah, there are just so many people that can be taken as the first edge guy off the board. But I myself have Quiddy Pay. And Quiddy Pay is a good player. And he played only four games and only got 16 tackles, which meant four tackles a game. And he got two sacks. But he's pass rush from the outside. It's just amazing. He can get the speed around and. Um, they're saying he looks a lot like Everson Griffin. I would actually say he looks like Shaquem Griffin on a better day, where he can get around the outside fast and cover so much ground just to sack the QB. And just the start, it's like a release, like a wide receiver. He can release off the line, and he's just had such a bad life that it would be great to see him taken as this first edge rusher off the board and this dolphin team is already amazing and i got them in the playoffs and the as the fifth or the sixth team in the wild card because that's a good division especially if the patriots get their qb that they need the jets will be bad sure but (laughs) sorry but that's a three good division. That's not the NFC West, but that's still a good division. So, but let's move on to the next pick, the Washington football team. They ha- Watch them have changed their name on Tuesday and Wednesday while you're listening to this. And I'm like, and people are like, what? They're not called the Washington football team. Yeah, I thought they would have changed their name by the time I was recording this, by even the time that I was recording this, but no, let's see. Let's even see if they have a new name, because this is the worst name that I've ever heard. Like, I know Redskins was offensive, and they, and it's better to have Washington football team, but, like, you could have changed it quickly to something like um, the Reds, like the Cincinnati Reds, or even the Wizards, and just, like, that wouldn't have been hard to do. I don't know why, like, it, and their logo is ugly, too. Okay, let's just stop talking about that part. Um, but let's let's talk about who they're going to draft as Rashad Bateman. They need a wide receiver, and falling to the ninth, and Rashad Bateman falling to the ninth pick, pick is actually realistic. And them taking him is also realistic, as they don't have really anyone else than Terry McLaurin. So Rashad Bateman should be the guy taken here. And I call him the best guy in this class after, and <laughs> I scroll to him on this ringer thing to look at his stats, and the first thing I see is, is Bateman underrated? Yes, definitely. He can catch passes, he's the footwork, and he just has the body of a receiver. And he's not an SEC guy, but and but I like I said earlier, it doesn't matter about college. He excelled in Minnesota, averaging 
almost 100 yards per game and averaging over 13 yards per reception. So I just think that Rashad Bateman is the guy to take here. He had such a weird thing with COVID, though, in that whole season with Minnesota. But you should definitely take Rashad Bateman if you can. So, yeah. Next one, next person is, let, let me just check. Next one is Walker, no, Tevin Jenkins by the Bears. And the Bears could also have taken Rashad Bateman. But I have them taking Tevin Jenkins because he is the next best tackle. And there is going to be a drop-off. I know this is a tackle and wide receiver-rich class, but there is a drop-off after Tevin Jenkins. And Tevin Jenkins is the guy before the drop-off. There is not a guy that is better than Tevin Jenkins at that spot. And if you have a guy, I'm very confused. Who? Like, I would want to know. Who do you have better than Tevin Jenkins at that spot? So, but Tevin Jenkins, he is big. And... That is all that I really know, but he can bulldoze people. I wouldn't, and he's powerful, but he is not. Some people are, and he's stamina, but he, some people are calling him a bit speedy, versatility. No, he's the power guy, and he will help, and he will help the Bears at that spot. Hopefully, they can protect Andy Dalton, right? They have Andy Dalton. Oh, my God. Oh my god, I keep on getting it. Yes, they have Andy Dalton. <laughs> and he hopefully can protect Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton had pressure coming in his face. And he still excelled on the Cowboys that one year. So, it won't be that hard for Tevin Jenkins to help him out a bit more. So, Tevin Jenkins would be nice to be taken by the Bears here. And another tackle. No guard has happened yet. But Tevin Jenkins is the guy that should be taken here. So, as we move on, we get to the drop. Walker Little. And I don't know as much about Walker Little. But I do think that Walker Little is overrated. <laughs> so why am I taking him here? Because he's overrated. That's the exact reason. And uh, teams are overrating him too. Yeah, Walker Little will perform like a second or third round pick and actually be taken in the first round by the Colts. And the Colts are taking him because Anthony Castagno retired and he was good. And he just is basically filling that spot and that is all that I have for him. That is all that Walker Little is going to do. He's from Stanford and I think Stanford used him well, but Walker Little taken by the Colts. That is really all I have to say there. What I do want to talk about actually is teams like the Washington football team at 19, the Bears at 20, the Steelers at 24, and the Saints at 28, and the Bucks at 32. This is like the Walker Little talk, how he'll perform like a second or third round pick. If those teams take Kyle Trask or Davis Mills, they're taking a guy in the first round will probably be available in the second round at their pick. And he will perform like a third or fourth round pick. And I know none of you are taking him. 
Like, this is, like, the time that they took Jordan Love. Like, I know he didn't, he probably, he hasn't played yet, and he won't perform like that. But, like, what is the reason behind that? Like, I know that he's going to perform like that. And you know that he's probably not going to start. Like, if you're giving him the starting role, then I know that you are crazy right now. Because Kyle Trask nor Davis Mills deserve a starting role here. Like, I have Davis Mills as a better player. And that could have been because the offensive line was black or little. But, yeah, no. Don't take a QB other than those top five in that first round. Thank you. And if somehow any of them get taken, in the, all of them get taken, six get taken in the top ten, my mind is going to blow. So, yeah, don't let my mind blow. <laughs> okay, but now I'd like to move on past Dr. Little to the Titans, who take a guy that probably some of you have been waiting for me to say Caleb Farley because I'm a Virginia Tech fan myself but Caleb Farley did just have what back or shoulder surgery he just had surgery I'll just stick with that but the Titans are finally taking him at the 22nd pick especially because people had him over Patrick Sertan at a point and JC Horn and they did because he is amazing and he is a good player that can that he's really talented, and he is built like a cornerback. He has the athleticism, and he can cover. I just think he's the perfect cornerback, just like Zach Wilson and who did I call? And Devontae Smith. Did I call Devontae Smith like a Zach Wilson? Like a Zach Wilson? I forget. Just like Zach Wilson, he's balanced. And instead of Zach Wilson, how I feel like his balance is not as good. Caleb Farley's balance is great because he is actually doing good at this stuff. I haven't seen Zach Wilson do good at some of the stuff that I'd like to see him do good at. But Caleb Farley have. And there's been a lot of talk, especially with Christian Darrisaw and Caleb Farley. Like, for, I've seen Virginia Tech coaches talking about that, and I know that's, like, self stuff. But Caleb Farley does deserve all the praise that he is getting. And I'm sorry, and I'm worried about his injury and I would like this talent to not be wasted because of injuries. And the Titans picking him up would be a great acquisition, especially after Adoree Jackson is gone. And this is just the pick that you need here. Okay, so let's move on to the next pick at number 23. The Jets take Travis Etienne. There's been talk. Najee Harris, Travis Etienne. Which one's better? Travis, no question. Stop talking about it. I had Najee better at a point. But Travis is better. He's just much more slicker, much better. I would not say I focused on running back as much as this class. But, like, I would call Najee a bit more of a power back. And there's also Javante Williams. If anyone has him as a number one pick or even going in the first round, I'm going to be dumbfounded. Like, how? Like, okay, so there's the Jets, Dolphins, and the Steelers. Are those the three that you have? And Steelers take Javante. Oh, no. You have the Dolphins taking Javante? What? How? No. That is not going to be a thing. Oh, you have the Jets taking Javante. Okay, maybe. You have the Steelers taking Javante? Yeah. I'm still not okay with it. Just how I was not okay with it with the Jets. Javante. I, I know. I don't like. I don't like Javante. I'm sorry. I don't like the call that he goes to either, though. <laughs> so... This is not based on college. I don't like UNC personally. I'm a Duke fan. This is not based on college. And Javante is a lot like Travis Etienne, but Travis Etienne is better. 
And Najee would actually be a better fit for the Dolphins. Travis Etienne would be a better fit for the Jets, in my opinion. But the Jets should take a running back here. They got an actually an okay defense, and especially it will help when you got a defensive-minded coach. So then take the two offensive players, because the defensive-minded players can help, can help, while, because the defensive-minded players can get helped by the coach, while these offensive players are young and can progress with Zach Wilson and Travis Etienne. And Etienne can juke all over the place. He got the fancy footwork. He is built like the running back that should be taken first. So I'd like to lead into my Steelers by not taking Najee Harris or Javante Williams. Instead, they're going to take Zayvon Collins because Bud Dupree is gone. And I actually don't know. What team did Bud Dupree go for? Let me check just for a sec. And he is on the Tennessee Titans. So, yeah, he's gone. Not there anymore. They need a replacement, though. And I'm. this is not the pick that's going to happen. And I'm sorry, but this is a pick that I think should happen. And I'm sort of sad that it's not going to happen. Not because I am a Steelers fan, but just because I really just feel like an actual coach here. I'm like... Hey, yeah, so I feel like this, and I think that they should actually take him because he would be a good replacement. This is sort of like the Colts pick, how um, they got Carson Wentz, so they don't need a QB now, and they got a ton of good running backs. Like, a wide receiver might be good, but they should replace Anthony Castagna with a tackle, if anything. They don't need a... Like, I feel like during these later 20s pick, I'm going to just feel more and more like I want to be the coach here, take the guy that should be taken, and stuff like that. So, Zayvon Collins is the pick here. Again, not going to talk much about it because I don't know actually that much about Zayvon Collins. But the ones that I do know is that he's different than Jeremiah Owosu, Kuromaya, and... But he is the next best. He's better than Nick Bolton. While he does have the quickness, he is not an edge. He can't rush off the edge. He's better in that zone coverage or even that man-to-man coverage. He can get that tight end. And he's athletic, though, too. So I think he could actually cover someone like Kyle Pitts. And if he's on the Steelers and Kyle Pitts is on the Atlanta, yeah, they're not going to play. Okay, well, that stinks. Uh, (laughs) But... I think that David Collins better than Nick Bolton. Still athletic, but just not as athletic as Owosu and Parsons. And he can't, and he wouldn't play that safety role. And I, and I'm seeing stuff like Tremaine Edmonds. And there's already an Edmonds on the Steelers, and he's not replacing him. He's placed some Bud Dupree, who is an edge. But I think that David Collins should be the pick here. He's probably not going to be, but he should be. <laughs> So this moves on to Jaguars, who take the tackle that will help protect Trevor Lawrence. And I've talked about this before, but I would like protection for the people, for the young people, so that they can progress and not get hit around as much, so that their bodies get better and more used to taking hits. So... I am pretty clear that Sam Cosme is the next guy. I would even call him better than Walker Little. But again, like Walker Little, he actually, a lot of people have him as a second round pick. And I think he'll play like a late round first or early second. 
And I think he's that's the pick that he should be at, the 25th pick. So I'm I think they should be happy with this pick that they got here as Sam Cosme. There's also Alex Letterwood here, but I just got Sam Cosme as the better guy. Again, don't know much about these teams, but I do know that the Yeah, like I talked about, this is not a good team overall at all. But when you're gonna take a QB first, protect him with more offensive linemen. Don't let people come in through coming around the edge. Especially in that conference, which used to have J C Watt, which I was gonna say. There well, there are guys like DeForest Buckner coming up the middle. Never mind, I was gonna talk about JJ Watt, but yeah. But yes, definitely take Sam Cosme here. And then we get to the Browns. And this is a pick that it's not me being a coach here. I'm actually predicting this. Barmore. Christian Barmore, who I had taken by the Cardinals for a long time until I realized that people are having him drop. Which, like, you you would just... If you looked at my October draft, which I don't even know where it is anymore, you would see just how much of a difference there has been over this time since... Just how much of a difference there has been for people. Like, I think I had Barmore in the top 10 in that draft. And now he's dropped to the 26. I think Terrence Marshall was a high pick in that draft. And now he's dropped all the way to my next pick, actually. So, I'll get into that in a sec. But, like, and I had Mac Jones in probably the fourth round. And now he's dropped. This is only a one-round draft, by the way. So, like, I know this draft is taking over an hour now. So, yeah, don't think, you don't click off now because you're like, oh, this is going to take seven hours. No, this, <laughs> it's almost over. Don't worry. We're only on the, we only got like, what, seven, six more picks to go. Don't worry. Well, let's talk a bit more about Christian Barmore. He's a strong player who can bulldoze people over. And I'd call him like, what, he's, I'd call him a Fletcher Cox. Like a worser version of Fletcher Cox. Yes, that is the perfect one. And he has eight, and he had eight sacks, nine tackles for loss, and he's just boom, massive, gets through the line, bulldozes the guy over. I think he'll do good against people like centers, like snap the ball, bulldozes them over. There are not many centers in this class that I'd call good, so I think a center will be reached on in the second or first round, which I would not like. But yeah, let's move on to twenty-seventh pick, which I already spoiled. Terrence Marshall, yes, Ravens, he's fallen to them. He is the guy. I call him second best guy in this third, four, fifth, be, second best wide receiver after the elite. Three, as I already told you, I'd Rashad Bateman at that first. Terrence Marshall is a great player, though, as he is sort of, I call him like a DK Metcalf. Maybe a bit worse, especially coming out of college, but he is still great, and he played, and he played with, um, the guys, and he played with um, Joe Burrow too, but Lamar needs a new weapon, especially not on the running game, and Terrence, Terrence Marshall is the guy. And I am just very excited for him, and I'd like, and I can't, sort of can't wait to see him play because TK Metcalf is my favorite player in the league. I am a Seahawks fan myself. I'm from Seattle, and I'm just very excited for Terrence Marshall. And I'd love to see him play on this team, especially with Marquise Brown already. He can be a deep threat. And while Marquise Brown can be the 
slant threat. And I this is just another great player that I think coming out of this draft. And this is a good wide receiver class. I don't know why I only have five wide receivers taken in the first round. I think there is just people are seeing a big drop between those elite three and the next ones, even though there is not that big of a drop. So, but I'd like to go to the next player, Azi Ajulari. And Ajulari, where is Azi? Okay. Ajulari, some people are calling him Shaquille Barrett. I like that, actually. I like that entire Bucks linebacker core because Azi Ajulari is the perfect guy. And the Saints are taking him after... Um, after they get rid of linebackers. Like, they need to get rid of some linebackers, and Aziz Ajulari can replace them. And he can get off that edge, take down guys. And this is a team that will struggle after Drew Brees' leave, but if they can get guys coming off of the outside, they'll be able, especially on this defense, if they get a defense well, then they can work more on their defense and work on their running game with Alvin Kamara, but James Winston, Taysom Hill, like, that is a weird thing. They don't have a guy to replace it, so we will totally see about that. But I like Azia Jular here. So let's move on to number 29, Packers. I'm not a Packers fan. I do have a Packers water bottle named Charles, but ugh, who cares about that right now? What we care about right now is who are they going to take? Asante Samuel Jr. There is Greg Newsome. And that is a good point. But I have Asante Samuel Jr. as a better player. And so, and Asante Samuel Jr. is all over rankings right now. Some of have him in the 50s. Some have him in the 10s. Like, And personally, he, for me, is this late guy that should be taken by the Packers. They could take a wide receiver here, especially because there are still good wide receivers on the board like Rondale Moore and Elijah Moore. But Asante Samuel Jr. is the pick here because they... I know they have a great secondary, but just adding to it. And that is what has... That is what's going to happen. There's going to be a surprise. Like, oh, you already have a good guy. I'd like people to remember while watching this draft. Adding is not the worst thing. Adding a QB is weird. But... And adding a running back might be a bit weird. Like the Packers when they add that QB. But adding a third-string wide receiver, adding a second-string cornerback, adding a second-string tight end, those are not weird picks. Like, the more depth you have, the more teams have to worry about that and get more guys to stop that. So the depth is always good, and Asante Samuel can add that depth. He's from Florida State. He's a great player. I can't really wait to watch him play I hope that he gets taken this first round because he deserves a first round selection but I also see him going out so 30 this is the second no this is the third edge off the board with Gregory Rousseau and I have him actually as my top edge but I don't think the NFL teams do and but Gregory Rousseau is probably one of the best edges because he can get off that edge great and he can get around the defenders and I have him taken by the bills here because the bills are another they are a good all-around team and just getting Gregory Rousseau will help them out more and yeah it'll just be I, I have high hopes for if anyone I have high hopes for it might be Gregory Rousseau so yeah Okay, so here was the big news of this week. 
Um, the Chiefs trading. There, there was a ton of picks, but the big one that I'm just going to talk about is Orlando Brown for the first. And that was not a big first to give up, but the Chiefs also get the second-round pick, trade their third and their fourth, and trade their seventh for a sixth, or trade their sixth for a seventh. I forget. But they get Trevon Morin. And Trevon Morin is, he can't play that linebacker position, and he's a lot like Jeremy Chin. And he has the versatility, but I don't think that he could play that linebacker position. And he is a bit like Jeremiah Osukoromara, just a bit more agile, which makes sense why he's playing the safety position. And he's redshirt junior, and he had 47 tackles in the 10 games as a safety and that is the big stuff I am seeing. And he can lead the team. I think that I used to have them taking, the Ravens taking him with the 27th pick. But now I have them taking him with the 31st pick. If he falls that far. Which would be a big fall for a guy as talented as him. But I also don't see teams that need a safety as much on this board. So yeah, taken by the Ravens there. And with our final pick, it is not Kyle Trask. Yeah, no. Why does anyone have that? I will not go into conversation about that again. It's Jason Oway, uh, who some people do have as the best edge on the board. And there is there is Carlos Basham. There is Jalen Phillips. But I got Jason Oway, who is built like, um, he's tall. Like, I'm just going to say that. Six foot five, and that is tall for someone that has F that athleticism but he is a good player what I do wonder about as I'm talking about this is I'm looking at these jersey numbers I'm like well you can't wear that but I'm realizing like there's this whole oh my and there's this whole um jersey number thing that has changed and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are not happy about that which I don't care about them they are annoying sorry Tom Brady and Bill Belichick fans and Patriot fans in total, but I do not like that team. And I get, and I hope you guys know why. And you guys are not like, why don't people like my team? You just win too much, okay? <laughs> um, but he's wearing number twenty-eight. I don't think that's a defensive lineman number, but yeah, it'll be fun to see these college players gain to play with their actual number that they got to play with in college. So that'll be nice. But yes, Greg Jason Oway is it. Not built for the defensive lineman role, but more as, like, he's built f- he's built for a different role, but playing defensive lineman will also help them. And he can get off the edge. He'll help this Bucks defense. Again, this is a team that's pretty good, and they have a really good defense, so it's sort of hard to say who they were going to take. And if I have them, I'm trading this pick because I don't know who to take, and you and you won't get much value off this pick. Probably, like, you could get two seconds. But that's still better than 32nd overall. Like, I don't know. But, yeah. So, that's the end of my mock draft. And I'm sorry that that was long. That's long for a podcast that I listen to. But it was a fun mock draft to tell people about. And it's nice for people to tell you about. Um, I've been looking at my mock draft through NFL Draft Predict the Pick on NFL.com. And if you want to find mine, I should be called Beppo the Super Monkey when the draft starts. And because that is my favorite DC character. 
but yeah and i'd like to thank the ringer again this is not an ad for them and they have their own podcasts but like they helped me with some stats and i just agree with theirs a lot and i don't know not many people are going to listen to mine hopefully people listen to mine later but um if you really if you're listening to this randomly and you're like well i want to see one that's a bit more professional go to the ringer look at their mock draft it's much better than mine and it's much cooler if you excuse me, I'm going to go get out. I think it's still sunny. That'd be nice. And I'd like to thank you all for watching. If anyone is listening. And also, I think... And also, have fun if you're watching the draft tomorrow. Like, that will be fun to watch. So, thanks for listening again. And this is the NFL Nerd signing off for now. Thank you.